Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. We're back. This is The Woody Show. It is The Woody Show. It's Tuesday morning, and man, am I psyched for this particular guest. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Adam Corolla to the show. Dude, this is a long time coming. It is. You know, I've had uh, Adam before on the show uh, in other jobs that I've had, mm-hmm. but uh, but never at this one. Adam, welcome. Thank you for being on. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And I really think like this book that uh, we're going to talk about today, your new book, couldn't be any more perfect for our show, like the uh, slogan or whatever you want to call it for our show, insensitivity training for a politically correct world. And, uh, you know, obviously your different uh, takes and rants, be it on your podcast where you make television appearances, seem to make their way onto our show from time to time. So we're very much uh, in sync on on what's going on right now. But this book, it's called I'm Your Emotional Support Animal, Navigating Our All-Woke, No-Joke Culture. And uh, it's out now, not just in, uh, in hardcover, but I've stopped joking and, you know, <laughs> kidding myself into thinking that I'm actually going to read anything. So I got the audio book <laughs> and uh, I'm, okay. making it, I'm making it through it that way. And I, I like it because it's literally in your voice. I mean, you, so you are uh, you are reading this when you wrote the book. I mean, obviously, we all know what's going on. But uh, what what pushed you over the edge to finally write the book? Well, you know, I wrote probably four books in five years. And I, I wrote uh, in 50 years, we'll all be chicks like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Most of that stuff turned out to be true in about six years. But yep. I did four and five years and then I just kind of burnt out. And I just said, you know, I'm just going to take a break. And I just stopped writing books. And then they stopped asking for me to write books. So <laughs> it was a perfect relationship of no books and nobody wanted any books. And I just stewed in my own juices for like five years. And then I thought, now it's time to write a book and the kind of book I want to write. And it just felt like the right time to do it. So it was completely organic. I tell you what, man, the whole purchase was worth it for me just from the introduction alone. Like I didn't even make it to chapter one yet. And just from the introduction, which uh, he made very clear is not like a disclosure of any kind. It's not a, what's the word I'm looking for, Adam? It's not a, uh, the preface. The preface. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yes. Just, just go right into it because you're right. I mean, it's it's really weird how things have all of a sudden changed. I like the one point that you made about like how is it that all these people manage to travel all the time without having an emotional support donkey, right? Or even a, even a cat or a dog. And now all of a sudden, so like what happened in that time? Which yeah. he gets into in the book. I got tired of everyone giving their opinion and then having to explain at the beginning, like. Do we have to really point out the ultra obvious that no one, you know, that you're not a racist or you're not a pedophile or you're not for innocent black people to be killed by police? Like, we don't have to start every conversation with that. I think it's a given that if you're on this planet and it's 2020 and you pay your taxes and you raise your family, you're a decent person who can weigh in now with opinions. But we don't have to preface everything 
with you're not homophobic or you're yeah. not yeah. whatever. It's kind of weird, right? Well, even like the Philadelphia Eagles when they had to uh, reprimand Deshaun Jackson for the yeah. anti-Semitic stuff. Like they had this big thing about how this is not representative of the organization and we've talked to Deshaun and Sean's willing to mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. At the very end, this is not to take away from the great work that's being done for Black Lives Matter. It's like this is that has nothing <laughs> to do. <laughs> two separate right. things. It's two right. separate situations. Yeah, I, I completely agree. You get your car lubed and the guy doesn't put the filler cap on the crankcase on right. And you go, hey, you screwed it on wrong. But that is in no way an indictment of Black Lives Matter. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're redheaded and your name Russ. But I, I still feel, I, yeah, I, get it. I, know. I get it. It doesn't have to be woven into every conversation. There are so many people that are so consumed with about what other people think about them. They're so worried they're that they're going to get labeled as a homophobe or a racist or, you know, whatever. Whereas you are definitely in a unique position. And I give you a lot of credit, man. I mean, you were doing the radio thing for forever, just regular terrestrial radio. And then when that came to an end, started the podcast, which has been wildly successful. And you've obviously had all sorts of other things, films and books and TV shows and things like that. But you don't really seem to, to have to answer to anybody. And so that's like the ultimate position to be in because you can sit exactly. there and you can have your opinion and not worry about what You're anybody has the, to say. Not on the come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's better than, you know, most people's situations. It's sad that it's even a thing, you know. 2020, we're talking about, hey, you're lucky. You get to say what you're thinking. <laughs> well, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good Crazy. point. <laughs> that is true. I mean, that's Sounds a little Orwellian, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> it does. I feel bad for all the other comedians and hosts and personalities who don't get to say what they want to say. <laughs> what country are we live in? That's a great point. I understand what you're saying. Like, from a political standpoint, people just want to label you as one party or the other, and everything is always so divisive based on it's a very big identity politics uh, world that we're living in right now. Whereas there are people who are more independent thinkers. Like, I consider myself to be. I'm for the best idea party. You know, I'm for, like, if you got a good idea on how to solve this problem, I'm for that. But then I'm also for this over here. It's like a la carte politics. But people want to label you, depending on what the opinion is, uh, being a Republican or being a Democrat. But, you know, Adam, is a you're a libertarian, right? Uh, yes. I would like to shrink the government. It doesn't seem like they're doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's weird because it's like the same group in this case, the Democrats, it never stops talking about systemic racism and how the schools are failing and everything's failing, like ever, all the big and the poverty and everything. Their thing is, is we need more of the thing that's failing. Like we need more government to fix the problem that government never fixes, which doesn't seem to make sense to me. You know, like the school systems are failing, so we need more school you know we, yeah. We yeah. Yeah. it's like wait yeah. a minute i think those guys are effing up royally uh-huh. yeah i don't know if we need more i think we need different i think i'm looking for some alternatives well the answer is always more government, more and, government and more of our money yeah they just that's always the answer well why is it i you know what i don't get why is that so attractive to half the country, like Americans, you know what I mean? Like when a politician gets up there and just starts talking about taking more money and fixing things that we know will never get fixed. Mm -hmm. Why is that attractive? You know what I mean? To a, to an American. See, I equate it with, uh, you know, 
while I like the idea of being able to like build my own deck and do man stuff like that and fix my own car, the kind of stuff that you do a lot, I like when somebody comes over and says, I can do this for you and it's going to be X number of dollars, you know, like, uh, cause that to me means that, uh, like I don't have total confidence that I'd be able to do this. And so I'm going to pay somebody else who I feel can do a better job. But I think the disconnect is people think that when the government does something, the only reason the government has money is because we give it to them. Right. You know, they don't make like, anything. Yeah, they don't yeah. make anything. It's not right. like they, yeah, they don't build computers and then people buy computers. No, they, they get money because people pay their taxes. You know, but the idea, I think the disconnect is these people think that the government's good at doing anything. And I ask, have you been, exactly. to, the, have you been to the DMV? <laughs> and that's yeah. why Adam's you know. question is good. Well, how is that attractive? Because when you interject more government, it's less efficient and more expensive. Yeah. Private sector, always more efficient and less expensive. Like, if you want to know how inept the government is, I was trying to get my license renewed in uh, Los Angeles for six months. But, of course, everything was backed up and right. you couldn't do it online and the computers were down. And they made an appointment a year ago for me to go to the DMV. And at the end, it came time to pay them their, you know, 71 bucks or whatever I owed them. And I pulled my, my wallet out and they're like, Oh, it's cash or a check. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I got a credit card. And they're like, yeah, we don't do credit cards. And I'm like, I don't have a checkbook. With yeah. me. And they're like, oh, you think I bring my checkbook with me anywhere? <laughs> What's the last time you brought your checkbook with yeah. you? Right. What know. year is this? Chinese yeah. food. <laughs> yeah. Went to the Home Depot. And I don't even have one. Supply with. So they said we don't do credit cards, but we do. We do have a pilot program where we're testing it out. Mm. Okay. How innovative. They haven't perfected the technology yet. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. This was 2019, and they were exploring using credit cards. Oh my God. Exploring it. Yeah. Okay, what else do you need to know? Do you need to know anything else? Yeah. yeah. What else do you need to know about the government? Yep. Mm -hmm. Sending wow. stimulus checks to, yeah. uh, to dead people. Yeah. And, yeah. and meanwhile, there are people who are very much alive and they can't get one. What if there was competition for the DMV? That would rule. Do you, yeah. they, do, do you think that the MV would be taking credit cards? <laughs> yeah. It'd have Apple Pay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, we got right. Adam Carolla on the phone. His new book's called I'm Your Emotional Support Animal, Navigating Our All-Woke, No-Joke Culture. Mm -hmm. uh, out now, hardcover, audiobook, of course, and then uh, Kindle. And, of course, the Adam Carolla Show, available wherever you get podcasts. And uh, we're going to have some more with Adam coming up after the break. It is The Woody Show. The Woody Show. Well, here we are all together. It is Tuesday morning. It is The Woody Show. It is Alt 98.7. And we've got Adam Carolla on the phone with us. And, Love Adam. Uh, one of the things that Greg was uh, just going off about recently <laughs> was he actually wrote a letter, Adam, to who was it? Like your city councilman? It was, or, yeah, yeah. I got a, uh, you know, you get these emails about how much we care about public health and public safety. And I would write them all back saying, I will never take your words seriously because all I have to do is go 10 feet from my house and I see roaches, homeless people, feces, garbage, graffiti, trash. So I don't take anything you say seriously. And then I found out that your you have a big commercial building. It got graffitied. And then you get a letter saying that you're going to get fined if you don't clean it up. Yeah, I, I know. And it's funny because right. I mean, not funny. Ha ha. But a <laughs> <Right. laughs> hundred feet away, there's this back street that runs along the freeway. And every time there's construction, everyone just 
dumps all their demoed drywall and mm-hmm. toilets yep. and yep. garbage oh, yeah. there, and it just piles up. It just sits out on the street for months oh, and God. months. So yeah. there's just this huge pile of garbage that's out on the street. But yeah. you know, one, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one of the saddest conversations I ever had is. I had a couple of buildings to right off that back street and I used to do construction and I get it. The dump costs 90 bucks or 110 bucks. They weigh your truck. Like mm-hmm. I used to do it. I'd, I'd go to someone's house. I I'd literally a demo out their bathroom or demo out their kitchen, fill up my back of my truck with their stuff and then drive out to the deep ass end of the Valley, Sun Valley, whatever. <laughs> and you pay the, you got to pay a hundred bucks, you know, do it. So, I was at a party once at uh, Mark Garagas's house and I was talking to some like city council guy from like Burbank or Glendale. I said, Hey man, that street, it's all full of junk. It's all full of trash and it's construction debris like all the time. And you know, once a year they clean it up, but then they just come and dump more toilets. It's literally, I, there was like four or five toilets. In it. I said, it looks <laughs> like crap. So I say to the guy, the people aren't going to the dump because the dump cost a hundred bucks. Why don't you, put a stand outside the Home Depot up the street, put the stuff in English and in Spanish, hand out vouchers that say you can go to the dump for free. Like you're going to work, go to the dump for free, get a 12 pack of Ducati. But take it to the dump, <laughs> yeah. you know? And the, the, guy, the guy goes, that's a really good idea. About an hour later, the guy, same guy circled back to me at the party and he goes, Hey, tell me that idea again about the voucher. <laughs> oh, oh my god! god. Wow. wow, already forgot. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, you people know, don't even know what you're doing. Yeah, dude, government yeah, is yeah, where good ideas no idea go to die. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah, yeah. Well, we got Adam Carolla on with us. It is the Woody Show. It's all ninety-eight-seven. We're back to the Woody Show. All right, welcome back to the Woody Show. We hey. got Adam Carolla, the Ace Man. Yes, Adam yes. is uh, on the phone with us. It's weird, man. I think you're like one of the first people that we've actually talked to on the phone in a while. I know a lot of people have been it's doing cool. like Zoom. I know like your podcast because you've had all the different people working with you on the podcast, buzzing in from everywhere. It sucks with the internet, though. Yeah, it's tough. So I'd almost rather the phone. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah, I, I I kind of agree. I, I I agree. I feel like the phone is is better. More solid connection. Uh huh. Yeah, it, it is, and it it always it always sucks when the internet's starting to get wanky. And and I agree. On the other hand, I kind of feel that the same way. You know, I'm flying from L.A. to Chicago, and they announced there's a 20 minute delay, and everyone goes like, "Oh my God, this is devastating!" And I'm like. <laughs> You get to go to Chicago in four hours. You you get halfway to Chicago, you'd have to eat the donkey you're riding on. (laughs) You can find you in the desert. You know know what I mean? Like, I I can't complain that much. Uh, Well, the Adam Carolla podcast, the Adam Carolla show, you can find wherever you get your podcasts, but also live shows. And I know I've seen like on your Twitter, you're actually going places. And it's funny because you'll announce that you're going to a town or whatever, and people want to jump on you. But if the opportunity is there and people are willing to go, shouldn't they be allowed to go? Like, shouldn't you be allowed to go and, and make a living? I don't know. My thing is like, they asked me to come. And so I'm coming to do shows. Like, I don't know what the politics of it are. I'm not that interested in the politics. Yeah. Uh, if, if you don't want to go to the show, then, then don't go to the show. If, you know, if I think it's too dangerous to fly, then, then I won't fly. I've already done shows in Houston. I've done shows 
in uh, Nashville. Like, I don't know. I just don't care. I, I'm not that interested in whatever life CNN is attempting to create for me. I'm not participating in it. Now, are you are you wearing a mask? If I'm going into the, a store, I put the mask on. When I take right. my dog for a walk, I don't I don't put a mask on because I live in a pretty rural area. Yeah. Right. And there's nobody around. And it's like, you know, you see someone go by on a mountain bike or something. But it's like, no, I'm not going to put a mask on to walk my dog. There's nobody around. Yeah. Same like out where I live. I, I will judge people. Like if I see somebody like obviously you go into a store, you wear the mask. But if I see people like riding a bike or walking their dog and they got a mask on, I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's right. nobody else out there. Oh, come like, on. that seems crazy. But if you're going to be within six feet of other people, then of course you wear the mask. It's weird how the mask has become a political statement. Big time. I like the people that are driving alone in their car wearing a mask. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, uh, God, what a puss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, my thing is, my thing is like, we've all agreed to wear masks inside the home depot then so be it but when i'm in my car with my kids going to work walking my dog in my studio no i don't wear a mask i I wear a mask on the plane because they make you wear a mask on the plane and i'm not that dude who wants to argue about everything all the time but the second they leave and the second I get to my hotel or the second I get up on stage or whatever it is, then the mask comes off. Yeah. That's common mm-hmm. sense stuff. Yeah. Not a big deal. Yeah. Now, how are you and Jimmy uh, navigating? It's been such a divisive time, you know, and you guys are, I don't want to say on the, on the opposite ends of the spectrum politically or, you know, uh, with your ideas, but I mean, you guys are super tight, obviously. So friendship obviously overcomes uh, a lot of the differences of opinion, right? Yeah, I, I think it always should. I mean, sadly, it now doesn't. But, you know, friendship should trump, pardon the pun, Trump. I mean, yeah. and, and and everything else. These are friends, especially family. I mean, a lot of people aren't welcome on Thanksgiving. And, yeah, and stuff right. Like that. I, I mean, it's, it's grandiose to think that somehow politics should be more important than relationships, Mm -hmm. friendships, and and family. The politics stuff, it's fleeting. It changes. You know, this guy's gone, that guy's dead, this person's in, that person's out. And then it just cycles again, you know? And and, and meanwhile, the friendships, the family, the community, that all remains, you know, and this this notion that the politicians are going to do, you know, what are you going to do for me? Or like, I'm a single mom. How are you going to help? Right. They're not going to do anything for you. And you should understand that you're on your own. They're not going to do anything for you. And by the way, the, as I hold my finger up in quotes, the community, the black community, the Asian community, the brown community, the Jewish community, they're not going to do anything either. either. You're going to do something for yourself or you're not. It's such a sucker's bet getting drawn into this community or this politician or this business. You're always disappointed. Nothing ever gets fixed. You blink your eyes and 25 years goes by. Right. I knew it with my own mom and dad. I was like, these two idiots aren't going to do anything for me. <laughs> I just went out and did stuff for myself. It was the best lesson I ever learned. I yeah. love that. I just found myself unfollowing a lot of people that I'm still friends with, but it's like when every post Everything. is about politics it's like all right i can't exhausting yeah i can't do it which is why like uh you will uh go off on politics every once in a while but i've really enjoyed your series of tweets 
about half-ass fix stuff, like when they use asphalt to kind of fix a broken curb, <laughs> that kind of oh, stuff, God. or the laziness of replacing a, a manhole cover that has like part of the uh, the, like the double line of the road the in it that it, it, yeah. it oh, back yeah, on yeah. straight. Like how much time would that? Like my OCD appreciates those posts. I notice everything, and yeah. it all bothers me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Exactly. Huh, uh, Adam Carolla is on the phone with us. I'm your emotional support animal navigating our all-woke, no-joke culture. It is out now, hardcover, audiobook, and Kindle. Uh, what else do you want people to know about this book? I, like I said, I got the audiobook. I'm making my way through that. I'm up, to, uh, I'm up through Chapter 2, which was like, the um, you know, you have to have the obligatory chapter on Trump. You know, but this book is so much more than all this. It's just basically about how everybody's become pussies. And what are we going to do about it? Yeah, that's, that's about it. Um, <laughs> you know, the book's got a lot of laughs in it. So I, I want people to understand that it's not me just ranting and raving. You know, there's there's a lot of comedy in it. Which Absolutely. Is important that, you know, it's not just like old man Corolla's grumpy and you know, yelling <laughs> and a stenographer, there's a lot of comedy in it. And so be prepared to laugh, but also be prepared for like a fist pump or a, yeah, or that's what I was thinking. Cause it is all the stuff, the sort of silent majority has been thinking and too scared to express. Well, again, it's available now. The audiobook is great. I, I like the audiobook. Do you care? You don't care one way or the other. If people get the actual book or the audiobook, right? Yeah. Well, the, the audio book ends up with a lot of vamping because <laughs> I end up sort of freestyling because yeah. stuff reminds me of stuff. So I conveniently tell everyone, get the hard copy and read it and then get the audio book because it's different. Yeah, there, there's like just more different yeah. stuff in there. See, I mean, I, I like the audio book because, you know, I, if you're reading a book, like when I read Howard Stern's book, I can, I can hear it in his voice, yeah. you know, or Charlemagne the God or these other people that I'm interested in. Like if I'm reading Adam's book, I'm hearing it in Adam's voice, whereas like I'm listening to it and not only do you get what's in the book, <laughs> you're getting all these extras. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. It's uh, it's all the stuff that uh, we talk about here on a regular basis. Certainly, I feel like you and I are eye to eye on a lot of different things. And uh, it's nice to have somebody out there who has the balls and doesn't give a crap, you know, and he could just get out there and say, and I know that you said it's, it's that's a shame that it has to be that way in right. 2020. But it is. We are appreciative of what you're doing and uh, good luck with the book and with the tour. And of course the Adam Carolla show podcast is huge. Did you see that becoming as big as it's become? Like when you started it, was it just a way to, you know, keep doing something or did you have this master plan of it was going to be this super huge thing? No, it, it was just a way to do something. It wasn't, I didn't have any, any real master plan. I, I never really have had a master plan. I've just wanted to, and just get up and share my opinions and then go back to bed. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, man, thanks. I'm glad we finally got you on the show. Good luck, like I said, with the book and everything else you got going on. Adam Carolla, everybody. Adam. Hey, Adam. Thank you. Best. Thanks for having me, you guys. Sit tight. More next. The Woody Show.